So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Big news on today's Sports Kita Wrestling Top Story of the Day right after this. It's time for the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. Vote alongside these legends who I think are ready to give us their picks. All right, suckers, give me your pick for Sports Skeeter's Wrestling Awards Male Wrestler of the Year, Vince Russo. You go first. Male wrestler? Roman Reigns, bro. Acknowledge him, bro. Brian Danielson, baby. He had the best deal, no doubt. Dude, it should be Kenny Omega. He's one of a kind, just like me. Okay, guys, forget the men. The Female Wrestler of the Year has got to be DMD. Dr. Britt Baker, come on. Big Time Beck deserves it after her big time comeback. Speaking of comebacks, Brock Lesnar is back on top. CM Punk had the best comeback, no doubt. Bang! Yes, but MJF has him on the ropes. You know it, and they know it too. But you know, MJF is so good, you can't turn the channel. No moment last year was bigger than Rob Van Dam. Entering the Hall of Fame. You, you're kidding me, right? Oh, yeah. Man, better you have to make up your mind quickly. We don't have much time. Tell me he did not just say that. Well, we have heard from the legends, and now it's time to hear from you. Go vote now. Sportskeeda.com backslash wrestling dash awards and vote to win exciting prizes. You heard me in the voiceover. Do what I told you to do. But before we get to that, we have big news on the four horsewomen of WWE. Were they supposed to main event WrestleMania together? Plus, what is that big surprise that The Miz is teasing that could show up tonight on Monday Night Raw? Renee Paquette declares who had a better year in 2021, AEW or WWE? And The Rock making major moves in the world of professional football. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! Watch out, 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 watch out. What's up, everybody? That is Jeremy Betta in Nebraska, if you ask you. I'm Kev Callum here with you as always. We are taking your your questions, your queries, and different things like that. If you're with us for the first time, go ahead and share the link or you stink. You heard the promo at the beginning. Sports Keto Wrestling Awards, more than 30,000 votes have been casted. 30,000 votes. And all the people you saw in that promo are all doing interviews with us where they declare their votes publicly. So go ahead and be a part of the Biggest, most definitive wrestling awards that is imaginable on the internet. So much to cover today. Jeremy, let's jump right into it. What is this leadoff story here with the four <clears throat> horsewomen of the WWE? Uh, Louis Dangor of Give Me Sport reports that the original plan was WWE had seriously considered a fatal four-way match for the Raw Women's Championship where both the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, 
Sasha Banks and Bailey all in a fatal four way. Uh, the blockbuster match would close out the very first night of the two night spectacular at AT&T stadium in Dallas, both women's titles up for grabs, a winner take all scenario. WWE pivoted away from that match for a number of reasons. Uh, main one, Ronda Rousey coming back. Also, Bailey unsure if she was going to be ready in time for WrestleMania is another one as well. But I think the main reason was that uh, we had uh, Ronda Rousey coming back. Another one was the long-term storytelling that WWE has done with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch that all started at SummerSlam last year. They wanted to keep that going. Hence, Bianca Belair won the Elimination Chamber this past Saturday. Uh, so it was very interesting. It would have been a blockbuster main event. And, uh, you know, it's something they can do next year. I mean, it's not something that is off the table forever. So, I, you know, it, it is a, a very interesting concept that uh, that they had out there. But, uh, you know, card subject to change. But, hey, maybe next year. Maybe next year. It is a match I know fans want to see. And, oh, they're not doing it at WrestleMania. And look what we're getting at WrestleMania. You're still getting Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. You're still getting these big one-off matches. And also, you're not getting those women basically isolated to one match. You're getting a lot more talent featured on the show. As much as some fans would want to see that match, logically, it doesn't make sense if Ronda's in the picture. It doesn't make sense if you still want to keep Bianca Belair a big star and have her be elevated on the biggest platform of the year. Um, does it make sense for Bailey to make her big return match in a match with three other people she's associated with so deeply and gets kind of lost in the mix? There's a lot you would sacrifice to just have that one match. And also, I don't think every big match that feels like a WrestleMania match, I know this sounds counteractive, needs to happen at WrestleMania. I think you need maybe a big match like that at a SummerSlam too, or you need it maybe at a Royal Rumble or Maybe you do another evolution where you feature just the women or something like that. I don't know. It's a match you should definitely do. Uh, but I, I I get with everything you laid out. The logic is, yeah, why would you do it now? Yeah, and plus, I think a match with that caliber of basically the four top women in WWE for the most part of the better, you know, the better part of, let's say, five mm -hmm. years. I think that is a WrestleMania worthy match. So I think that's something they should at least hold off until WrestleMania if they uh, plan on doing it again tonight. Uh, a lot of people timing in here. David saying four ways in 2022 are such a schmoz. Anyway, they can do better. Uh, other people uh, wondering uh, how this would work off here. Uh, Chris saying they should hold off until WrestleMania 40. They got a couple <laughs> of years before they can do that here. There you go. Um, I think they'll, the four is match will happen. This match will happen. I don't know when, but I do. I'm confident it will happen at some point, and uh, hopefully it'll be as uh, satisfying as fans would want it to be. It is one of those matches that fans collectively i hear people dream match booking a lot yeah and you know it'd be cool if they did get together for a, a survivor series type match uh you know we got ronda rousey and you got Shayna baszler and then they get a couple of girls maybe bianca belair maybe uh, uh maybe oscar maybe uh you know someone that's up in that upper echelon of the women's division to team with them and uh, maybe take on the four horsewomen at survivor series that'd be something cool to see too uh, Eddie's asking, do we think Cody Rhodes will show up tonight on Monday Night Raw? And of course, the big story of the last week, we thought it was a big enough story that Undertaker's going on the Hall of Fame. Nope. We thought it was a big enough story that Stone Cold Steve Austin was uh, reportedly coming, is in line for some type of big WWE return at WrestleMania. Well, 
biggest story that I think most people talked about, and I can tell you from the traffic we get on the website, is Cody Rhodes. Uh, mainly because he defected from AEW, and the assumption is that he's going to come to WWE. There's widespread, uh, widespread reports that he is in line for WWE return. WWE not showing their cards yet. Cody really not showing his cards. He's kind of playing with the idea of retirement. Um, and obviously, Cody's a guy who can do a lot of other things besides wrestling. If he wanted to go in Hollywood, he could have some real traction there and get some acting roles if he wanted to. So who knows? What's going to happen here? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people got that in their heads today because uh, WWE posted a video of like shocking returns or something this morning. And so that got everybody, everybody thinking that Cody's coming back tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we do have this. Uh, this popped up during the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in a backstage vignette that was blinking. You could have missed it. Uh, the Miz teasing a huge surprise on tonight's Monday Night Raw. Now, the widespread report that broke on Saturday afternoon during the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from Give Me Sport and several other uh, reliable ex- sources. Excuse me, I was burping in the middle of this. Eat Wendy's before you do the show. This is what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, Logan Paul could be Miz's surprise tag team partner to take on the Mysterios at WrestleMania. Uh, this would be... Uh, a, a wild way to introduce a character who's very, very divisive, who already has some history in WWE. Um, him and him and Logan Paul have been in the ring before, oddly enough, but never, you know, it was weird. They kind of teased something there and never went anywhere with it. And now you have them kind of coming together as a team and Miz def, def, like definitively a big heel now against a definitive babyface tandem in Ray and Dominic Mysterio family, a, a multi-generational family of wrestling. And Logan Paul, one of the biggest villains <laughs> of the internet, but certainly one of the biggest draws now in combat sports, whether you like to admit that or not, he is. So you have him taking a stunner last year at WrestleMania. He seemed really comfortable with the idea. They've probably got paid a whole lot of money. To oh, do yeah, it. I'm sure. Uh, and now you got him potentially in line to do something at WrestleMania. I I, I think Cody's also, or uh, Miz is playing off of the Cody things too. And, you know. Uh, like Which is his, smart. It's totally smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like his tweet uh, that came out today, your reaction after you see who I'm bringing to Raw tonight, and it's Miz with this shocked look on his face. Uh, so I'm sure he's trying to play it off that it, Cody's coming with him. Absolutely not the spot to bring Cody back in, people thinking it is. That is absolutely not the spot you're supposed to put him in, uh, especially if they are seriously, uh, Vince is going to push him heavily. I, uh, and that's the ex- expectation. Vince sees this as an opportunity to strike back at AEW by taking one of their EVPs and founders. And so he's not going to be put in as a tag partner with the Miz. Uh, now, Logan and, Paul, and maybe the- we don't, maybe we don't even see Cody until after WrestleMania. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Uh, yeah. I would assume he's on the mania card. I, I would assume, or you utilize him in some way. Either it, debuts it, it, at WrestleMania or is on the card. Yes. I'm leaning towards he's on the card and starts a feud, but I don't, there's no guarantee on that, of course. Uh, obviously, we, uh, you know, in the Elimination Chamber post show, I brought up, I brought up Logan Paul, and sure enough, literally hours later, Sean Rossap reported on Fightful Select that the expectation is Logan Paul. So I think that's going to be where we're at. Um, it's kind of odd that WWE is not really pushing this episode of Raw because it's the fifteenth hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. Actually, I talked. I actually. I had an exchange with Mike Johnson from PW uh, Insider uh, about an hour or two ago. And I was like, I wonder why they aren't putting much behind this. And he thinks they're not really 
pushing raw 1500 too heavily because the 30th anniversary is coming up next year so they're gonna they're focusing more on that rather than the number of episodes like they did with raw 1000 and also do you want to put some resources into this that you could save for WrestleMania. And by resources, I mean, uh, returning legends, different video packages, celebrity tie-ins. Yeah. Those are, as, all, things, those are all things you're going to be doing in six weeks at WrestleMania time. As, as Victor says here, that's my number one want with WrestleMania is Cody and Seth. Um, right now, Seth doesn't have a dance partner, but you, you kind of wonder if he still had a gripe at the universal title after the, the Roman Reigns thing. Mm-hmm. Some people think that got put to bed when he got pinned in the chamber, but that was for the Raw title. So I, I wonder if there's still a storyline title for the universe, Universal with Cody. If not, I think, or with Seth. So if not, you know, if, if he doesn't, if they don't stick Seth into that Universal title picture, I'd love to see him and Cody go at it. Uh, I love how we're just jumping over Logan Paul here, but we got to note Logan Paul is a draw. This guy's a draw, uh, and whether or not everyone likes to admit that, I, me- I mentioned earlier with the Triller boxing fights, those fights on traditional pay-per-view at $50 a pop made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. And uh, I think WWE recognizes it. This is a guy who knows how to market himself. He knows how to play the internet to a very young audience that wants to see him get beat up, but will continue to pay to see him not get beat up or avoid something the, here. The people on the chat and on the internet are a microscopic percentage yes. of wrestling fans. The overall percentage of, of WWE fans are going to know who he is yeah. and they're going to love to hate him. And you know, they're going to care that he's there because they know what they know. Him, you know and they're, they're, and here's the big thing. He's a heel. He's a villain. And yeah. what do you want to see happen to villains? Want to see him get beat up. <laughs> and so, so and David's guys, not that far off either. There, I those things are like wrestling matches. Yeah, yeah. So uh, David Parkley saying those Logan boxing matches were all worked. Oh, and there's been a lot of speculation about that. Too. Some of those pay per views were terrible too. Yeah, true. I, I think the bubble might have burst on those things. Who knows? Who knows what will happen there? Here, uh, Richard Rinaldi saying leave WrestleMania to the wrestlers. Well, here's the thing, Richard. WrestleMania has been around for 38 years, and it's always involved celebrities. So when anyone says leave wrestling to the wrestlers, then I guess we don't get Andy Kaufman. Then I guess we don't get Mr. T. Then I guess we don't get Mike Tyson. Then I guess we don't get Cindy Lauper. Do you want me to keep going? Because I could keep going here. Like, like you're asking, you're asking them to break a formula that has worked for a long, long time. And by the way, when they had Logan Paul on the show last year, a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah. And he just bad, took bad one bunny stunner. Too. What? And Bad, Bad Bunny Bu- as well. Bad Bunny too. Bad Bunny's a great example of it. You know, and that's a guy who even went the in hardcore, there even the hardcore crowd was uh, impressed with what he did. Yes. So uh so thank you for, for saying I'm right here. This this idea, because they've if you think WrestleMania should be left to the wrestlers, I don't know. No, this is a show where we're accustomed to the idea of a big celebrity. Don't time. be surprised if Johnny Knoxville takes on Sami Zayn now, because originally Johnny Knoxville was supposed to be done by the Rumble, but then he started filming more videos uh, regarding Sami Zayn. He went into a WWE shop, took all the Sami Zayn merchandise and threw it to a cho- wood chopper. And that was after um, the Rumble. That was after the Rumble. Um, then we had the red carpet thing with uh, Sami Zayn at the Jackass premiere. That was after the Rumble. So I'm, I'm fully expecting Johnny Knoxville to be involved at WrestleMania as well. Yeah, something like that. Uh, of course, uh, kudos to Sami Zayn. Um, an incredible match with him and Shinsuke Nakamura. I know a lot of people down on Shinsuke Nakamura's title run. He was injured for some of it. They really didn't do much with him on it. Uh, but him and Sami Zayn had a hell of a match on SmackDown this past Friday. Yeah. Sami Zayn winning back the Intercontinental title. And uh, some people are kind of slotting him Kinda. to take on Johnny Knoxville as a celebrity for the IC belt, which would be weird 
That'd be really, really weird. It was a nice go that route. It was a nice callback to probably the greatest wrestling match I've seen in person in my life, and that was was Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura at NXT Takeover Dallas, uh, roughly what six years ago. That was probably the best wrestle best wrestling match I've seen in my life in person. Uh, just a rundown of the update of stuff that is planned for WrestleMania, just so you know here. We mentioned some things already. Obviously, Knoxville and Zane planned, but not confirmed. Uh, though confirmed, we can't tell you right now, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Then confirmed on Saturday on social media following the Elimination Chamber where Brock Lesnar went back the WWE Championship inside the chamber and Roman Reigns retained over Goldberg. We will get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar yet again. This will be the third time they faced each other at WrestleMania, but it'll be title for title. Uh, those matches confirmed. Obviously, the reported match. Did they say title Stone for Cold title. Austin, excuse me. Did they uh, say title for title? I it I think it's billed as champion versus champion, but I don't think Brock's title's on the line. Brock is just invoking his his rematch. Well, yes. I don't know if Brock's title is on the line. We might I think need to think that'll get clarified. Yeah, the, that'll get clarified in promos. I I with them saying champion versus champion, I think only Roman's titles online. We'll have to wait and see for sure. Uh, and of course, also, Bianca and, Bella, and and Becky. And also, of course, widely reported, but not yet confirmed, obviously, by WWE right now. Uh, the return to the ring of Stone Cold Steve Austin for a proper one-on-one match against Kevin Owens. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of things planned here. Bianca Belair winning the Women's Chamber match at yep. Saturday's Elimination Chamber. She is set to face Becky Lynch for the title. Uh, so a lot of things kind of set here for WrestleMania. Some big matches. As WrestleMania stands right now, is it compelling to you? To me... I'm on the fence, but I think they can sell me with some stories. They can sell me with some hot angles. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm going. They already got my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm already. I'm there to work and cover the event and do all the yeah. different things. Um, but they, be, I mean, uh, I, if you if you were watching this on pay per view and you're just a casual fan, it's football's not on. You know, uh, maybe I'm going to tune in. Do they have something on paper that makes you go like, "Wow, I, I want to see that." Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, the Brock and Roman story has been good. Mm-hmm. you know and it's wrestlemania worthy um you know ron and charlotte i don't know if i'll get too excited about that um you know you have the built-in story of becky and bianca that's not going to be too i think that'll be a good build um i think if they can build it and i think ko and and, and austin's going to be tremendous uh the build to it will be fun a lot of fun and hopefully we get austin for a lot of those so we could get some of those maybe outrageous things like the beer baths that he's done and things like that. Maybe, maybe something big uh, leading up to WrestleMania, Austin doing something to KO to humiliate him. Um, and you got, if Cody's on the card, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's a cautiously optimistic yeah. card, but yeah, I'm I, not wowed. I mean, even though elimination chamber was kind of a, you know, thumbs in the middle show, uh, and you can check out our post review of it. There were a lot of things on it that made complete sense for WrestleMania for me. I was like, it, it may have been a predictable show, but it made sense. Like storyline sense, it made sense. It yeah. wrapped up some of the loose ends and like, all right, now we can go into WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is unfortunate is the injury suffered to Bobby Lashley. Now, yeah. Bobby Lashley was written out of the Elimination Chamber match. He actually never got out of his pod. He was the champion going into the match and uh, basically lost the title without even being pinned. It's a multi-man match. Things like that can happen. But it was a way for WWE to write him out of there. Apparently, he suffered some type of injury at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. held the title, didn't have any matches, didn't perform recently at a Denver, Colorado live event, his hometown, hometown didn't perform yeah. there, uh, and cut a promo there. 
Uh, so that was a lot of telling to some people. And then news kind of comes together, and he, he makes that flight all the way to Saudi Arabia to appear on the show, but only to be uh, concussed and taken out. Now, uh, actually, the report is he suffered some type of shoulder injury at the Royal Rumble, taking those brutal suplexes from Brock Lesnar. Ozzy's saying, he will he be back at WrestleMania? It doesn't look like that. Now, four We're, months, they're saying. Four months for a shoulder surgery. Now, this is a Bobby Lashley who's 44 years old. He's had some other injuries, uh, but this guy still looks like incredible, incredible shape for his age uh, and, and, and his lineage in the ring. Let's hope he comes back, bounces back, and gets a good rub there in the summer when he's back in action got a, you got a you got a perfect feud once he comes back too with uh with seth rollins the guy that threw theory into the pods so you already got something sense. yeah you got something built in if you don't have him oh man hell rollins might be holding that title by by then who knows uh with wwe but i i, I feel like rollins is going to be a world champion this year at some point so mm -hmm. it makes sense to have lashley chase him uh when he comes back if he is a champion by then if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and vote in the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. Go vote now at sportskita.com backslash wrestling dash awards. That is sportskita.com backslash wrestling dash awards. Uh, we have many different panelists speaking to us, sharing their opinions on what is going on in wrestling now. Hall of Famers, insiders in WWE and all wrestling. Someone who certainly has insight on both. Uh, she is a former WWE broadcast personality known as Renee Young, Renee Paquette. Husband, her husband is the former AEW champion, John Moxley. She had some insight here. She did serve on her panel. Very uh, awesome podcaster as well. Uh, you can check out the interview where she runs down the categories and gives you her votes. Uh, I want to know who you guys voted for. Who were your male picks? Who did, did you guys like our nominees? Let us know. Sportskeeda.com. Now, she had uh, some interesting things here. We're just kind of getting her sense of where wrestling is right now. Of who had a better year, All Elite Wrestling or WWE? Yeah, so an uh, interview with Raiju here, our very own Raiju at Sports Kita. Uh, she talked about who had a better year, and she said, I have to say AEW did. I think in terms of, obviously, their signings, I think of the opportunities. You know, within WWE, they just keep going. Their shows can uh, can be great, and there's moments that are awesome, and there's reason why WWE is the monster that it is. There are things about it that, that just work, that are great, and there's superstars there that connect with people like nobody else can. So WWE, they do their own thing to keep going. It's always going to exist and always going to have different versions, ebbs and flows and whatnot. But I think being able to see AEW come in and truly disrupt that space and really seeing people like, obviously I'll use my husband as an example to see him move over from WWE to AEW. Now seeing Keith Lee has jumped over there. CM Punk is there. We now have Jay White at AEW. So, I mean, there's just so many different names and different opportunities for people to be there. And also on the other side, some of the greener talent that has come in has really grown by leaps and bounds. I mean, you look at a, uh, someone like Tay Conchi, who uh, ha has done exceptional this past year. Sammy Guevara, of course, has blown people's minds. MJF, I feel they have more of those homegrown talents within AEW. And it's really cool to see them all thriving. Um, interesting. Yeah, certainly they have a lot of young talent. Uh, there at AEW, they did take a hit with Cody leaving, but I think they'll run. I think they'll mm -hmm. be fine. You know, some oh, people yeah. saying AEW's over. No, they're they're fine. They have a no. big pay per view coming up in a few weeks. They're they're okay. They're gonna put on a good show here. I think a little bit more of the focus in the next few weeks will be WWE. But you know, AEW does have this Revolution pay per view coming up here on the sixth, so they have plenty yeah. of different things for you to pay attention to. Don't feel like you're getting cheated. Uh, <laughs> so don't worry about it here. I, I think I think uh, you know I think Renee's pretty much spot on though. I think yeah. the product as a whole. You know, if 
we're, we're, you know, we throw our ratings out at the end of every pay-per-view. We've probably rated all the AEW shows higher than we've rated the WWE shows. I've got a good friend uh, who is not a fair a- comparison because they only have, are you talking about the pay-per-views or the TV? Yeah, shows? I'm just, ta- I'm just comparing. And then, well, I'm going to go into the TV shows too. Okay. And then the, the TV different. Shows, I mean, you were just talking the pay-per-views. Like they only do like four pay-per-views. A year. I got a buddy that uh, I'm just talking about scores is what okay. I'm talking about. Uh, but I got a buddy that does, uh, he's worked for, uh, uh, what was it uh, Raja.com way back in the day has had his own website. Oh, and that's that's done, a reference I haven't heard in a while. And he's done weekly raw reviews for a very long time. His name's John Canton and, and uh, he's very fair in his reviews. He is, he is stingy when it comes to five stars, unlike Dave Meltzer. Uh, and, and he consistently rates AEW higher than WWE on a weekly basis, as well as their pay-per-views. And, and I agree. I think it's overall, it's a better product. Now that's not to say I mean, you take anything me, away from WWE. I, I think this is yeah, this isn't taking anything away from WWE either. For me, it's week to week. I think there's some weeks where people give AEW more than it's earned, you know, way more than it's earned. I think AEW gets to start from a positive some because it's fresh, it's new, and it looks big time and it has names you know, but it's not WWE. I think the number one appealing thing to people that like watching all elite wrestling is they want pro wrestling, but they just want something that isn't WWE that still feels like it's on that level or near it right in terms of presentation and all these different things they're on the surface surface but we're getting past that now three years into the game and there's some things uh, that are going to start some cracks are starting to show but the things that are still great are still awesome i still really enjoy a lot of different characters on it the way that they get to tell stories for a longer period of time uh and pay things off in a different way like this uh danielson and moxley is a good example of that right now yeah, and, and and so the fact that they don't have the same challenges that WWE does. WWE is on a subscription model. They, they want you to subscribe to their Netflix, and that's why they have a big payoff of a pay-per-view of some kind of premium live event every month, right? Uh, and they have many, many hours of television and many different people spread out in different shows. And they understand that they just want to cast this wide net and everything wrestling, you come to WWE. Whereas all wrestling has to say, no, we're going to be the alternative brand. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to try and do a, a big time alternative brand. Uh, so I, I, it depends on what you want. One week, I think there's some really great stuff on SmackDown and raw that people overlook and just say, it's WWE. I just want to, I just want to do that because there's one thing on the show. I didn't like, so the whole show sucks. I don't think all Elite wrestling gets judged that hard. I think there's a lot of things that people kind of like brush under the rug with it just because it's fun. And I also think that's just natural. This is just a natural way to approach it because it's so fresh and new and that bloom is still on the rose. I'm not saying that's falling off here, but the Cody thing kind of shows it. Um, there, who's coming up, some storylines that you started that you couldn't finish, you know, like different things like that, that like you're starting to have WWE problems just because you're doing a TV show every week and you have a shuffle of talent, some things that are just circumstantial. And how do you meet those challenges now? Now you have people leaving the company, coming into the company, and you're developing talent. So and we, knew, and we knew this was going to happen this year. Yeah, and but it's just natural. That's part of the challenge of doing the show. When it's 52 weeks a year and you don't take any time off, you're running at the WWE level. You want to run with them at that same t- type of pace. It's kind of challenging here. Uh, so let's get into one more story here before we close. Mm-hmm. The Rock. I know everyone wants to know what he's going to do in wrestling, but uh, don't forget, this guy's a... Uh, Starting up a football league. <laughs> He's starting up a football league. Uh, he, uh, with a group of investors uh, at his seven bucks production and several different financiers, have purchased the controlling rights of the XFL uh, from Vince McMahon and his group. Uh, 
So what this will allow him to do is basically start up the number two pro football league in the United States. Now, the problem with other leagues that have tried to do this in the past, and there has been many other kind of like spring summer football leagues. There's another one coming. There's another one coming too uh, that that attempted to do stuff like this is eventually you have to have some type of allegiance or counterproductive agreement with the NFL. You have to, to kind of survive. And and Uh, that's what the world league did for so, so long. And they survived for so long is because they were basically working hand in hand with the NFL. And so this basically to me really makes it an uphill battle for the USFL. So XFL announcing a collaboration with the NFL specifically, this is kind of broad. It's language in this was very broad uh, about what this statement says, but basically what this means is the XFL is going to try things in terms of rules in terms of policy, when it applies to like recruiting players and how players are treated uh, data information. Basically they're going to be the testing ground for (laughs) everything that the the NFL may want to try to innovate the game. And that's a very broad spectrum of different things they're going to try use the old science term petri dish yes yes uh and so you'll see them doing different things like that uh and the xfl first but there's plenty of things that the original xfl did that all sports applied in terms of sky sky cam wire cam mic'd up players all these different things uh, so that kickoff be, didn't quite take off, though. No, did it, it didn't. It looked very dangerous <laughs> and people got hurt. Uh, so I think the very first one, somebody got hurt on it. XFL is set to relaunch in 2023. Uh, it is worth noting. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, the rock's going to have to he's going to have to wrestle this year to get that going. I think he would, it would be more <laughs> if the rock is in the ring at a WrestleMania next spring of 2023, yeah. weeks before the launch of XFL. And he's the figurehead of it. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Mm. It just makes, makes more, more sense. sense for him to wrestle Reigns in Hollywood anyway. So Yes, makes much more sense for him to do that as well. Uh, so that's where things stand. Uh, you 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 probably follow pro football. Is this a compelling move? Does this make the team and the, the, the teams in this league look more legit if they have some loose affiliation with the NFL? Well, I'll tell you what. Before the pandemic, the XFL was actually a good product. Uh, it was a lot better of a product than it was back in 2000 or whatever year that was. It was actually uh, looking to have a lot of positive momentum. Unfortunately, the pandemic killed it. Yeah. So if they can continue with that talent and that energy and just the product on the field, then I think I think it could be viable. Uh, it, it, it's all a matter of can they recapture the momentum that they had three years ago it'd be hard to do it i mean the thing is i did think they had some momentum when they started like they had a couple thousand people at a game it wasn't the same thing but also it didn't need to be it just needed to be a successful league with some fun pro football that was accessible that you could find that was a cheaper ticket than the nfl um and the weird thing is i do think there is a desire specifically in the united states and canada for another football league like yeah and and the public perception of the XFL when it got rebooted it was positive. It was a lot more positive. It wasn't, than, you know, but it was just like, oh, this is better than the last time they tried this. Yeah. Like, that's all it was. And, but and, nobody else has really attempted yeah. much. I mean, there was a, oh, what was that called? There was a league that lasted maybe a year or two. And mm-hmm. I know Omaha had a team here. Uh, I can't remember what it was at UFL, maybe, or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. outside of that, there hasn't really been anybody outside of the XFL in 2000. And now, 
you got the USFL trying to do it this year as well. So I don't know. It's an uphill battle, but yet there is a market for people that want football year round. Uh, and this is the way to do it. I know it's money, but are we cheating if we take a couple of questions? Nope. We got some time. We got some time. We can take a couple of questions here. I know we have a couple here. Um, here, I want to get to this one. I saw this one from Christopher Simmons. Who do y'all think is Austin? Uh, who do y'all think is the Austin-like star at WrestleMania? This was a story that kind of broke a little bit late last week. We did kind of have a lot of other big wrestling stories to cover in the week. Um, but it was reported uh, from, from very noteworthy sources that WWE has another Austin-like attraction for mm. WrestleMania. Is that Austin-like attraction, Logan Paul? Is that is that the internal speak? I don't My- think so. I mean, you know, my well, we said this on Top Story before, it might or it might have been the Chamber post show. I can't remember, but you know, the only other, uh, only Austin like moment is going to have to involve The Rock. Yeah, is The Rock going to be able to make it to one of those two nights? Is it well, basically, basically, it would have to be night two because you know, we know Brock and Roman's closing night two. So, is The Rock is The Rock schedule changed? To where he's not out of the country and he could be there for night two of WrestleMania. To me, that's the only comparison to it. This Austin-like moment. Uh, uh, Jake Paul is not it. No, that's just a celebrity involvement in the Rumble or in the in the in Mania. The thing is, internally, maybe WWE sees him as the same thing, just in terms of that big celebrity draw. Maybe Austin. Austin's a celebrity draw in terms of yeah. just people. A name that a non-wrestling fan would go like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, I know him from WWE." Just the way they put it, though. I mean. Austin returning to the ring is monumental. It hasn't happened since 2003. So Jake Paul is not on that level at all. Sorry, Jake. Uh, so to me, the only thing on that level is the rock showing up to challenge Roman at WrestleMania next year. That's the only thing that I think could really match that level of Austin returning to the ring this year. Uh, follow up statement here. People saying uh, Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. Yawn says Matt Passold. Yawn, he says. Yawn, puts him to sleep. I think this could be a big match if you let uh, Kevin Owens talk it up and you give Steve Austin some spectacular segments on Monday at Raw that play up to the mystique and wild. Uh, I'm going to come and get you nature of, of Steve Austin on a big chase to a big match. They did those back in the day. If you give me just enough nostalgia, I think that's all it needs. If Steve feels ready to go and get physical in that ring and, and have a proper match, this is going to be something very, very special that I think a lot of people who haven't watched WWE in a long time are going to tune in for. Yeah. It is undeniable. Undeniable. I don't care how mad you are at WWE and they released all my favorite wrestlers and I think they suck and how can they go to this country and do this and how can they have this and I don't like these storylines and I'm all elite forever. I'm all glass breaks. You're 14 again. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. I, I like it's just he's one of those guys that I think uh, exists beyond that, and uh, the only way he can have that type of magic is on a stage this big, and I don't think you could ever get that with Stone Cold Steve Austin in any other promotion, including All Elite Wrestling. He's a WWE guy for life, uh, and I think fans want to see him in some type of a special role like this. It would be very, very special to see. Um, brackets just announced for the Dusty Cup, Women's Dusty Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at them, I'm going to probably assume EO and Kaylee are going to go to the semifinals to take on Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. I'm thinking Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai upset Indy and Persia because I think Persia is going to turn heel on Indy Hartwell soon. 
So I think Windy and Dakota move on to face Cora Jade and Raquel. Makes sense. You have Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai mixing it up there. Uh, and then I think we get a final of uh, Kate, Casey and Caden against Cora and Raquel. And uh, I think they give the Dusty Cup to the established tag team of Casey and, and uh, Caden, where they I think they finally get their tag titles. It's a tough spot for the NXT brand. They're going to be doing Stand and Deliver, their takeover. They don't, you don't call them takeovers. It's going to be on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Before WrestleMania night one, right after the Hall of Fame the night before. That's so much. That is so much wrestling in sh- such a short period of time. I would have think they would have gotten the Thursday slot. You know, that would have been a like the landing party. Make it NXT. Yeah, um, would be ideal. But I understand what they're going for here. I mean, before uh, they do it, they did. I know one time they did a Tuesday, Wednesday, it aired on USA. So I don't know. True, but I and it's nice that they're being added to the WrestleMania week in Dallas. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. That's that's a positive thing for NXT because I do think of the WWE brands, they're the one that suffered the most. You know, during the pandemic, in terms of keeping them in the box, they don't get to stay out of the box. They don't get to do all these different things. And then they were going up against AEW at the same time. Uh, other little news and notes here to get into before we wrap up. We are not too far away from the release of WWE 2K22, and early reviews of the game have revealed a lot of fun, exciting things. It seemed kind of positive. I've not seen many bad reviews of the game or marked improvement on the unfortunate setback that was WWE 2K 2020. And the 22 game uh, looks to be pretty positive. And also, you're going to see a lot of talent that was released last year featured as playable characters in the game, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting, right? Yeah, uh, William Regal is a, a GM that you can select in uh, your GM modes and whatnot. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I've heard some things. I know some people on the kind of behind the scenes with that. And I've heard that very specific things have been leaked, like only been leaked out. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but it's kind of uh, interesting where a lot of the streamers and YouTubers are basically showing the same thing, which kind Mm -hmm. of concerns me. Um, But we'll see. We will see for sure. A lot to get into. We will be back tomorrow as we are every weekday at 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern. Make that appointment with us. We'll be here getting your questions and your comments on screen. Every Friday, we do a Freestyle Friday segment where you guys almost take over the show completely. Uh, Monday nights after Monday at Raw, Vince Russo, bro. Bro. Tuesday nights, we have Unfiltered, an interview every week with a different legend. Wednesday nights, we have The Debrief covering uh, everything going on with AEW and NXT. Thursday nights over on our Instagram, we drop the bro show with Diamond Dallas Page and Vince Russo. We put that up on our YouTube at some point in the weekend. And then Friday nights right after SmackDown and Rampage, we have a very fun edition of Smack Talk featuring Dutch Mantel. And he reviews the action with this as well. And of course, we're here five days a week. So that's hours and hours of stuff that you can consume on our video channels on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, in our podcast channel available on Apple, Spotify. Thank you to many people listening there as well. Go and give us a five-star review. Please go and do that. It really helps us climb up the old algorithm and ladder. You can follow uh, Jeremy on the Twitter machine at JB Husker. You can yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be live tweeting raw tonight. I'll be watching it live. Uh, for once, and uh, maybe we'll see if Cody shows up. Mm, oh, good, uh, good announced for mm-hmm. announced for Raw RK Bro against Owens and Seth Rollins. So that's a match. That's a TV um, match right there. Which you know, I said that Owens and Rollins may be tagging going into WrestleMania. You know, with RK Bro as the champs, that hasn't been the case. But you kind of wonder uh, if this if Austin is not really returning to the ring to face Owens. You wonder if Rollins and and uh, KO are going to be a thing. 
Uh, Sean Smith saying uh, Logan Paul says Kaching, and Santo C nineteen eighty one says put him through a table covered in thumbtacks. <laughs> Embrace wrestling. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, chat, the chat, the chat clears. You gotta, you gotta witness all parts of the bit. <laughs> Pretty crazy stuff here. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We love all your opinions. We love your wrestling fandom. If you're watching on demand, don't forget to hit that like button. I know it helps us out a lot. And go vote in the Sports Kid Wrestling Awards. Win yourself some prizes. Get yourself an Xbox gaming console. All right? Go do it. It's it's cheap. It's free. You can do it multiple times. And do I believe you can vote once on each browser, I'm told. Okay? So go ahead and do that. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, young Jeremy of Nebraska? Uh, you know, that would be to enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk Let to me them. talk to you. You you must talk to them. Let me talk to you. You gotta talk to them.